I don't really know how to start shows. Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well, you'll see later. I stand for mayhem! I know a lot of fucking idiots. I think a lot of shit is mean-spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is it takes things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why Are You Laughing? A History of Comedy Podcast. And today, I am pleased to introduce to you the legendary program All in the Family and my uh, very important guest. You may know him from uh, The Dozen or Surviving Barstool or possibly even The Kirk Minahan Show. It's Kirk Minahan, my mentor. Thank you for joining me. Don't say that. Hello. <laughs> Please don't my say that. My oh, father no. figure. This will be quick. Yes. My, my best I am, pal. You're meathead, and I'm, uh, <laughs> we're always battling, but at the end of the day, down the basement, we'll, we will, yeah. So uh, we talked about this on, on my show when Norman Lear died. Yes. That, uh, uh, I mean, I, I, it's weird to think they probably have to introduce all the family to a lot of your audience in a way. They probably know the show if they listen to the show, but, <clears throat> you know, it's been off the air for so long. It doesn't have a syndication life. It did when I was younger. But not really like these other shows do. Right. It's just older. I want to get to that. Norman Lear kind of illustrates why that is that I never mm-hmm. really thought of. But yeah, it's nowhere near. Like you see Seinfeld on every sure. every day on ten million stations. But even like when I was a kid, it was uh, the Brady Bunch or like Dick Van Dyke on right. Nick at Night. Right. And All in the Family never had, the, it, or at least it, in my it time, did when I was in high school ish. Because I was in high school. I remember I had a great second half of <clears throat> excuse me second half of senior year block. I had free period, lunch, free period, my second, and, and I had open campus, so I had like two hours off, and I would go home, and I would have lunch, and all in the family was on. I, afternoon syndication on like Channel 50, New Hampshire Channel, or 68 or something, and I would watch, I would have my lunch and watch two episodes of All in the Family. It was great. It was like syndication until like the, pretty consistent like the early 90s, which really meant like, and they would put Archie's Bunk, Archie Bunker's place on that syndication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's probably about like 10 years after it was over. So yeah, but you're right. It's definitely not have the friends. Of, well, I mean, of course not. It's a different show. Was it a cool show for like no. a kid your no, age? No, I was old to like it. Yeah. I, I mean, that, I, you're young I, to like it. Right. I was considered old because I liked it. Yes. Right, yes, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, 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 right. That's what I was asking is like, I mean, now obviously if a kid watched whatever fucking sitcom is on CBS, that's very weird. Correct. But I didn't know if back then, because it was kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, going against the main show. It was like an edgy show, obviously. So. Yeah, but it wasn't even like considered. Like, because it, it was very political. Though. Yeah, and sh- yeah, and shows like that didn't get, like there weren't second, there wasn't a second life on streaming, obviously. There wasn't a second reconsider. Like once it was gone, it was just gone. Yeah. Um, oddly, CBS brought it back. Some old episodes, like the summer of like 91, maybe. Okay. And it did pretty well. And they had talked about like maybe even bringing it back. David Mamet for a while talked about writing an Archie Bunker screenplay. Really? Yeah. We'll, um, get, we'll get to all that. Don't alpha me on my oh, own sorry. show. Well, yeah, you're not going to beat me on this one. Yeah, first, this I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> first, I got to tell people about uh, blindmike.net. If you'd oh, be please. so kind yes, as please. to go there. Yes, go, go, go. Uh, subscribe for the love of God. You get bonus episodes of this show every week, or, uh, every month, as well as early releases. So make sure you subscribe on Patreon or YouTube if you like doing that. Or all the free links are there, blindmike.net. Uh, so we appreciate if you would check that out. Go do it. Um, thank you. So uh, as you, I'm sure, know. Uh, it was obviously in England first. This was an, an English hit, mm-hmm. which I want to talk to you about because there's some, you called Norman Lear the biggest figure in television history. Yes. And I have some questions about that. Yes. But uh, first we will hear from, I believe, Bud Yorkin mm. telling us a little about that. And even this, I, I so. Till death us do part. Till death us do part. I always mess up that which name, yeah. He, it's a name you're supposed to mess up. Right, almost. right. Yes, that's a joke. Um, he refers to eight episodes here. That's not right, and I'll explain why after we hear the clip. But this is uh, Bud Yorkin talking about them kind of discovering the show in England. This is uh, Bud Yorkin, Controversy Overseas in England. Yeah, yeah, Did you know that you were, you were plunging into uh, deep waters with this? I mean, did it make, was it controversial in, in, in England? Very, very controversial. I mean, I watched that. They only did eight shows. I mean, they were they were thrown off the air. I think they did. I think altogether, in three years, they did thirteen shows. He, they, he, Johnny Spate never did. He did like six or seven, and you know. And I knew we were gonna. I didn't have any belief that it was gonna happen. I'll be very honest with you. I was. I said, "Geez, there's Norman again." You know, God bless you. Go do it. I never thought it would get on the air. I literally never thought. Nor did I even think we'd ever get to make a pilot out of it. I just thought, "Geez, we were gonna." When it, when we finally did make the pilot which I thought was terrific, uh, 
you know, ABC passed on it. They yeah. passed it. It was too controversial. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't figure out what he was. Ta- he said eight episodes. That's not, that's not true. There were uh, Norman Lear when he would talk about it. Like I saw him on like Dick Cavett referring right. to it. And he said there were 24 episodes. When I looked it up, there were actually 54 episodes. But then I found out there was um, basically like a revival of it for color. Like BBC tried yeah, to bring yeah, it back yeah. for color. That's how they did so it. I think okay. they rebroadcast it. But I don't know what he means by I don't eight know if he meant there was like an eight episode option for them in the American version initially. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, I couldn't I don't figure know. out. But Till Death Is Do Part was written by a guy named Johnny, Johnny Spate, Spate that he Spate, mentions right. there. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, I guess the way he did it was kind of like how South Park does it now. Where it was basically six days to air. Like, and the scripts came in very oh, last yeah, minute. Yeah, right. Sometimes late. Uh, the studio said it was because he was a booze hound. He oh, said, really? He yeah. said it was to keep it topical. <laughs> right, right, um, right. But yeah, it was uh, not quite as controversial as Bud Yorkin says there because people were like disappointed with the revival because they said it was it lost some of that topicality element of it. But my question is more uh, like Norman Lear says he never watched it. He said he read about it. I've in read that. TV yeah. guide. Yeah. And that it was a lot like the relationship with his father. His dad. Yeah. When you call Norman Lear the most important figure in television history, what doesn't make sense to me is like Ricky Gervais is always credited as the creator of The Office. Even mm-hmm. the the American version is very different than the English version, right. but people say, still say Ricky Gervais created it. Right? Why has Norman Lear pretty much gotten full credit for both this and Sanford and Son, which were just a spin on a, a, a an idea that he took from England? Well, I think more, I guess an American, but yeah, I mean, I. My take on it is just how different All in the Family was versus anything else that's ever been on American television. Sure. It's like, it's like flying to the moon versus Cars. Like there, every sitcom before that was nothing like All in the Family. It was like Norman Lear would always say, the plot of these sitcoms was uh, the husband who works in advertising or an architect calls his wife and says the boss and his wife are coming over for dinner, and the wife drops a pot roast on the ground, right. and she's got fifty. And like that was the or you know hey. Uh, I'm going to fight with my roommate. We're going to cut the room in half. Yeah. Where like th- this just like blew everyone's mind away. And we'll get into the controversy of the episodes. But, you know, my thing is Norman Lear, like if he didn't really know about this British Hall of Family, he came up with this show, to me is so revolutionary. And put it this way, and I've said this, there's no Mad Men, there's no Sopranos, there's no South Park. South Park is credited. Right. None of that. And that's not because of the British version of All in the Family. Sure. It's because of All in the Family. NYPD Blue. And all, I would, I would all, say specifically Archie Bunker, where like totally, Homer it, Simpson, it, Peter Griffin, Cartman, those are anti, all Archie anti-hero Bunker. Anti-hero guys, right. Yeah. Who are, like Archie, every episode at the end, Archie was a dunce. Right. Like, but a lovable, you know, more lovable as the series went on, I think almost too much, but like a lovable guy who proved that, you know, uh, actually he's wrong and everyone else is right. Archie puts his head down. Edith hugs him, the, the audience applauds, and we'll do it again next week. Right. But the conversations going on within it were so... I'm jealous of like people like my parents who who would watch it like... They would watch it like while well, it was actually live. They must... It, I can't imagine their life being, you know, My Three Sons and Dennis the Menace and Leave right. it to Beaver, and then all of a sudden, fucking All in the Family rolls in in 1970 and 71. Yeah, well, the famous one that's been mentioned on a couple other shows that we've talked about, I think... But all in the family is one that really obviously pushed the boundaries with it. like pregnancy. You couldn't you couldn't say the no, word pregnancy. No, people slept in different a, beds. And, that's yeah. a weird one to me. It's like if you're protecting the kids or whatever, any right. child that has a younger sibling, what right. did they think was happening? Like right. I ne- that I never understood. No, I mean, look, it's different are, than cursing or put this way. There are words that were said in all in the family at CBS in nineteen seventy. In nineteen seventy, that we're not gonna say on this podcast in twenty twenty four. No, well, the, <laughs> I mean, the, you might. I, yeah. the, the line I always use is that, like, they call Norman Lear a trailblazer, and we've been dragging brush over the path <laughs> yeah. ever since. And Mel Brooks, I think, is the same way. So yeah. it's like, yeah, and it's it's just, I mean, and I don't have a problem with it because Archie is kind of a fool. So like, he's you know he's closed minded, and they're making, which I think was Norman Lear's fight the whole time with right. the with the set. It's a, it's, a, it's a miracle that show got on the air. It's a miracle. Yes. Well, I, I think we might still... What's our next clip, Coleman? Because we might still be in England here. Clip two is vastly different shows. Oh, yeah. So this is Norman kind of talking about the difference uh, that we're talking about between that and the British version. Mm-hmm. Have you seen uh, the actual British version no. of it? No. I well, saw how it. could you then get the, the permission to do this? Well, I didn't need permission to do it because what I was doing was 180 degrees removed from what they were doing. I was doing an American situation comedy, and what they did was an argument on a subject. They're going to argue Afghanistan or... Well, not Afghanistan. Well, but not Afghanistan, whatever the subject was going right. to be. 
Uh, and that's what they would do for a half hour. And I saw those later, and I got the scripts. <clears throat> but because I got the idea uh, from the show, the, a created by credit, which I later learned I was... It was nonsense. You were being very generous doing that. Well, I didn't think I was being generous. I thought I was being fair and honest, and, and uh, I got the idea from something else, and so how could I have created it? But anybody looking at the two shows will see two vastly different shows, and I needn't have done it, but I enjoyed doing it. Which is true. I mean, I've watched those, you know, just okay. out of curiosity, and they're definitely different. Okay, because I really just looked up the like the description of the character, the, the yeah. whatever the Archie Bunker is, mm -hmm. is is very similar. Right, same situation. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the way he's talking about it is it was like one, they were basically debating a topic essentially right. was the episode. I think of it as a, The Godfather is a very successful book. I don't think it's a great book, but right. somebody took it, read the book obviously, but made it into a masterpiece. Right. Which can happen. But I, Norman got uh, lucky in a way because the pilot was there. At, at least one of, of them, if not two, is on YouTube. YouTube. I think. You yes. can go find that. Yeah. Yes. So there were two separate pilots, all with, uh, I'm surprised Stapleton. by this, that it was all Gene Stapleton and Carol O'Connor. Right. That no, in the in the years that they were trying to get it on the air, no project took them away from Crazy, her. I know. And, and they were working. Carol O'Connor was a working actor. Yeah. He was a character actor. I'm trying to think of a, like a modern day comparison of somebody becoming super successful like that. It's not like Odenkirk. I don't know, where it's like this lifetime supporting it. It's almost like, Cran I guess almost like Cranston in a way, except okay. he had the sitcom. Yeah. But like, you know, Carol Connors in movies, he played heavies on TV. So, I mean, it was, you know, you might have this, but he wanted um, Mickey Rooney. I do. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. Charles Durning, I think would have made sense, but uh, uh, he saw Carol Connor in maybe Kelly's here. I forget. And said, this was going to work. Right. And obviously it's, you know, I mean, there's no, there's no chance the show works with somebody else. Right. Like none. So, well, yeah, well, we'll get to that. But yeah. uh, Sorry, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Mike's, Mike's, Mike's st I'm, very, I'm, I'm a stickler. I'm yeah. very prepared. A lot of laughs with this guy in this comedy show, folks. <laughs> Jesus, God. Don't, don't, Fucking principal. Don't point things out that they're now going to comment. <laughs> um, but they, uh, so, Archie. Oh, how many, do we have 96 clips? How many I have 14, clips 14 total. 14 we've gotten, clips? We've gotten through two. Okay, well. Have okay. you ever listened to this show? <laughs> you play should, it, you pretend to. Well, yeah, but, but I just want to eat lunch. Usually I have, I'm running in the morning, I'm listening to it. Hey, All right, we'll, we'll breeze through No, 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 it's okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, Archie Archie Justice was the original name, which yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Ooh, that was, sucks, I think Norman Lear even acknowledged, I saw in one interview, on nose, acknowledged, right? he's like, yeah, we yeah. realized that later. It was yeah, a little on the nose. That's bad. Um, but yeah, they, they, they changed the name. They had different kids in there yep. each time. One was like an NFL tight end. He played yes. for the Raiders. Yeah. And, the, the, yeah. Yes. One in, of the, the mics, yeah. in the second version. And then, uh, finally they got to Rob Reiner, which we'll get to that as well. But, uh, what's next Coleman? Uh, three is actually Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Oh, perfect timing. Good. I'm glad I didn't drone on too much. It's on the phone. And I've not, I had never met him, but he calls me Norm. Uh, and, uh, and he says, well, you know, what's the idea? And I said, uh, Mickey, he said, call me Mick. I said, Mick, uh, I'll be coming to California anyway in a few days. I'd love to meet you. And tell no, tell me, you can tell him Mick anything. So I told him, this is about a bigot. <laughs> it's about a guy who calls them spades and... Uh, and I have Norman say it, not me. Sure, and Spicks and... And he hears this and he says, they're going to kill you in the streets. Norm, they're going to kill you. They're going to shoot you dead in the streets. Now, you want to do a show with the Mick? Listen to this. Ex-Vietnam vet, <laughs> blind, private eye, large dog. <laughs> I when he was describing that's, that, I thought he was leading to something. That show never got made. Whatever he's talking about never got made. I thought he was going to be like, and we all know that as whatever. But. There's a there's a great writer, William Goldman, one of my favorite writers ever. He wrote All the President's Man. He wrote Bush Casting, The Sundance Kid. I might actually have this. He wrote, he wrote a bunch of books about making movies. Uh, let's see if I can find it. If I actually have this on my phone, I don't have the book downloaded. But he uh. He would be like a uh, like a doctor for scripts. He'd come in and polish scripts. One yeah. of them was Twins for Ivan Reitman, uh, the director who directed Meatballs and Stripes and stuff like that. And he said, interesting about Ivan Reitman, he's like, for a, for a comedy figure, he was never remotely funny. Uh, and I, that was my always my take with Norman Lear. Yes. Like he was not a fun, but like that wasn't his job. 
No, and he's very long. The reason you're gonna yeah. be here so long today is he's so long winded, and I have so many clips of him. But well, yeah, we may not get all of him, but but yeah, but 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 like he's but like he didn't have to be. That wasn't his job. Like he could tell he knew like like in a way, Carl Reiner was kind of like that. Right, covered like he was a fun, you know, and obviously a little that, bit. He was funny with Norm. Yeah, uh, in yeah, the, yeah, and with Jerry Seinfeld, and yeah. that. but I mean, like he wasn't like a comedic out there figure where he was more of a producer. He was more sure. of a creator. So. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So Archie Justice and Mickey Rooney would have been a mistake, and it would have been it would it may have never even made the air. The other names they th- that I, I guess the network wanted were uh, Tom Bosley, which probably wouldn't have been. But Jackie Gleason was a name I heard. Sure, that, that, that makes sense. Well, I think that could have worked. There's definitely a he's definitely a cousin of Ralph Cramden. Sure, like you know th- that relationship is very honeymoon. Like there's a real similarity there. She's sweet, right? But she would give him sometimes give him you know. We'll get into it, I'm sure, but like the Edith at the beginning of the series is a lot different. Right. A lot different. Even even her voice is a yes, little toned she, down. She, that happens in sitcoms in general where right. it's like the, it, just the characters get more exaggerated, like she, Kevin in the office. Yeah, she became, at the beginning, she was much more uh, like sarcastic and would shit on Archie. Right. She where, got dumber as the series. Yeah, which, which which was smarter. She became much more likable and like, you know, she's one of the most beloved characters of all time, yeah. I think. Yeah. What's next, Colton? Uh, clip four is the CBS schedule. Okay, so this is interesting. Where they, uh, I, I enjoyed Fred Silverman talking about My this. Guy, Fred Silverman. He really hated the CBS schedule when he got there. I guess uh, uh, it, was, it was a fucking. It was you know what he'll tell. Talk about sure. Petco Junk, Green Acres, and, and uh, it was all like yeah, it was like not real shows. And like, then Fred Silverman came in for the Rural Purge. I believe he, it was called. He did. He yeah. did. And I called him up, and it was a couple of weeks before the start of the season. I said, "Bob, you know, we really are. We got. We got. We have some resources. We got to. We got to deploy them in a better way." And I'm just, please listen. I think that All in the Family can be a major hit for us. Let's get it out of that time period. Put it at the beginning of Saturday. Let's do a simple flip. You know, we'll do a simple flip where we'll take All in the Family, put it at eight, and take my three sons and put it uh, at ten thirty Monday. It's the last year anyway. And I said, the second thing you, re- you, should, you should consider doing is Mary Tyler Moore. It's such a smart show. Let's put it on Saturday night. You got Dick Van Dyke at 9 o'clock. Let's put it at 9.30, and we'll move, I don't know, I, I Pogan's Heroes, whatever the hell was in there. He's got a little move bit of, uh, you got a Warren Littlefield where he's never wrong when he tells stories. Like Fred <laughs> Silverman's never, like, wrong. Oh, well, he gets to, he, he's like these shit-kicking shows. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is which I mean, look, I mean, it's the most famous line, but tel- uh, except maybe NBC in the 80s, most famous television line of all time. Yeah, I'm gonna I, give him that. I was watching something after that said he went to NBC after and greenlit something called like uh, going bananas, which was a oh, yes, psychic yes, yes, so yes. it wasn't all success yeah. for, uh, yeah, yeah, for old yeah, Fred, yeah, yeah, but like. That that's a thing too that's completely changed is like the idea of putting it on Saturday now that would be a, a burial dead, dead right I, I I still don't quite understand that because that would to me would be the night that everyone's going out even 1972 or whatever yeah I don't get why that made it so much better I think TV was just like oddly like still kind of new yeah like, if you think about it like especially with people making these decisions 15 years old 20 years like I think people thought yeah I never knew why Saturday night back then was a uh, you know, like a good night for stuff like yeah. that. I don't, I don't know the reasoning. Sunday night I get, but Saturday nights and Friday nights I never really understood. Yeah. The other reason I want to play that clip is I found it interesting that like back in the day they were they realized they were appealing too much to the middle of the country. They're like, oh, we yeah. all have, we have all these right. we appeal to these fucking hillbillies. Right. We need to get to the coasts, and now right. it's the complete opposite. Also, true, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's next, Colin? Next is clip five, lovable bigot. Yeah, so this is the real crux of the. It's uh, Carol O'Connor talking to Dick Cavett about some of the uh, controversy, or I guess not even controversy, the way that Archie Bunker was described. And I kind of realized going through a lot of these interviews that there was a lot of defending. It seemed like as the series went on, from Gene Stapleton or Carol O'Connor to, or even Rob Ron, there was a lot of defending of the characters. Not quite like they were embarrassed by it, but like. I don't know. They wanted to get their side out there. Well, I think, well, I think it was badly. it was very important to Carol O'Connor that he was not Archie Bunker. Yes, like he would do he would do videos for he do promotions for uh, politicians. He would do things like you know for for Democrats. He wanted yeah. to there know. were PSAs. I don't know if this yeah. was during or after all. In the, there were PSAs where he's like, uh, you know, it's one thing to play a bigot, but to actually right. be the stuff. Like Correct. Yes, yeah, so we wanted, but you know, but it's yeah, it was so important though, obviously for that show. Like he had to be lovable. Like he wasn't lovable. He's just a freaking bigot. Like then he's just a bigot. Like what's right. the, the the show doesn't work. Right. Like it works. That show, I think, 
Sopranos for sure. That's like one of the three or four shows most it, it, like that that lead character has to work. It has to work. It oh right. Well, we'll get to that show is so claustrophobic too. That's the other thing. Like there are more people on the episode of Sopranos than were in the history of the series of all the family. Yeah, which is why we'll get to why it's weird. They thought it could work without Archie eventually, which is strange. Well, that but, was a very yeah yeah. But yeah, let me hear yeah, uh, yeah. let me hear him talk about his uh, his character, Carol Connor. Well, you said lovable bigot. Uh, now, that, that's got us into some kind of trouble with the press. You Are know. you sick of that yeah. phrase? No, no, I'm not sick of it. But somebody said that uh, I was playing a lovable bigot, and then uh, the next thing you know, a lady in New York who nobody had ever heard from in about 20 years wrote a big thing in the New York Times uh, about Archie being a lovable bigot. Laura Hobson. Laura Hobson, That's yeah. right, I read that in a minute. Well, I don't know about the lovable uh, part of it. You see, what we're doing is... Uh, uh, we're really present as i see it at least uh, we're presenting the story of a man who's basically a pretty unhappy guy uh, you people may laugh at him and enjoy him but uh he's not really making it in the modern world at all and you rarely see him happy about anything and uh, so uh, one of the things that uh, the main thing that makes him happy of course is uh, is this uh, volume of errors uh, the, the, the errors that he's grown up with, okay, you yeah. know, his, uh, his racism and his bigotry, those are errors that were put upon him when he was uh, learning things at his mother's knee, mm -hmm. and uh, he's grown up with these beliefs, these misconceptions, and they really are now poisoning his life. So you almost realize that while uh, you're enjoying the show, and I'm delighted that you are enjoying the show, you must look at Archie as a man who could be getting a lot more out of his life if he didn't have these burdens uh, on him and these things that have poisoned his life so even i even found interviews from you know 30 years after this where they're kind of doing the same defending do you think they needed to do all that because i feel well, like I, and it seemed like norman lear kind of agreed that like just let it speak for itself I agree. Like no, norman I, lear's I response was basically like if you find the bigoted qualities about him admirable then right good for you but, That's not, how you but not everybody you know Carol O'Connor is one of those guys yeah. where you never looked at him as anything else again. He was on. He had a show after that. He did. Yeah. The, and he did night. I think it was on for like eight years. Yeah, yeah. But he was always Archie Bunker. Sure. And that's got to be like a weird, like you're a racist. Like everyone's looking at you like you're Archie Bunker. Like the world, even when all the way up to Trump, they talked about the Archie Bunker voter. Like there's, yeah. so I think that's part of it. I think he, like he's a sensitive guy. And I think he wanted everyone to know he wasn't Archie Bunker. And it was very important to be, he was smart. And he was, because in the past he was a thoughtful guy. So I think he was always chasing that. But yeah, he would. He was also a guy who, like in interviews, was not a lot of yucks. No, hey, no, but, but, I noticed. But plays Archie comedically, like unbelievably, like yeah. uh, like unbelievably well. Like that's it, a lot of actors. Like Sean Penn was good in fucking a, com a comedy when he was young. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Well, I think that's the case with a lot of actors. Is they're they're such good actors that they're able to play comedy even though they don't know what the hell it is. De Niro right. is not a funny guy if you hear him interviewed. Right. But he can be funny. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Um. Uh, lost my train of thought. What's the next clip? Just so I get back on track here. Uh, clip six, six is difficult on set. Oh, that's well, real quick though. That's what I was going to say is um, that uh, Republican candidates for uh, different levels of office yeah. were like lobbying for Archie Bunker to, to endorse him. Yeah, to, yeah, 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 to yeah, endorse yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the kind that to your point. That's the kind of shit he dealt with. Um, but yeah, Carol Connor may have been a little difficult at times. Well, he and Norman Lear definitely banged heads. They were banging heads yeah. all the time. And Archie and Carol Connor wanted more control creatively, which we'll get to later. He got yeah. it, but, but, uh, I think but, they discussed that here. It's Corolla oh. with uh, Norman Lear actually. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. I heard that Carol O'Connor did not, was difficult and did not want to go along with a lot of the stuff you were shaping his character yes. into is that true but yeah very true was he the kind of person where his politics weren't the same as archie's politics or did he say i don't want to be seen as a buffoon or this kind of guy or possibly racist or what was his no that, beef? That, it was an intellectual thing i mean he knew he was he, he cared about playing archie he loved it he knew what we were doing you know we never received a piece of mail from anybody that said right on Archie that didn't say something like, but you horses asses or go back where you fucking came from or something like that. Right. They were always angry letters that still said right on Archie. Keep in mind. They, uh, they got the I know point. you don't usually interrupt these things, Mike. But <laughs> keep in mind, this is what, at this point, a 90... Oh, he was probably 96 or 97. I mean, I mean yeah. it's cra like, until the end, really. Like, yeah. he... he 
There's probably an interview with him like a year ago. I, I, he, I didn't have any because I didn't think they were relevant. Yeah, but there's yeah. clips of him from Kimmel from a year or two ago. He just sounds yeah. he sounds the same. Exactly the same. He, he, like he was when I was younger, and he'd be on TV sometimes, like the All in the Family specials. When I was a kid, I was like, this guy's fucking old. Yeah, well, it was like forty years ago. He was for most of the All in the Family run. He was in his fifties. I think he was in his yeah. late forties yeah. when it started. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he was always yeah. an old guy. Those guys were all younger. Guy. Those guys were all younger. Carol O'Connor was a couple years younger than me. Yeah. Uh, Norman Lear was young when they did this thing. It's crazy. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Coleman. Carol loved the point. He was a, an Irish Dublin acting uh, intellectual. And he disagreed with the scripts from an intellectual basis that was altogether wrong often. Uh, but and is- I also think he was... Fri- he, yeah, so... I- so he doesn't, he doesn't, he wasn't necessarily comfortable with the role he was playing, but there's also like contractual stuff that he oh, was yes. dealing with a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know. I assume you're familiar with a character named Stretch Cunningham. Uh, you know, play them. The great James Cromwell, who's had a very long career. You would know him from, let me think. He was Oscar nominated, say for Babe. Okay. He was in, okay. uh, he was in Succession recently. You would know James Cromwell. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Stretch Cunningham had a, uh, oh yeah. So I first knew uh, James Cromwell. Yeah. So that would have been, I mean, I, I guess normally you're no choice. If the, the star is threatening to walk, you have no choice but to be like, okay, we're going to replace him. Right. But they must have known that was never going to work, no, be right? Like killing Tony. Yeah, you can't. And they, they they had a couple of episodes. Oh, yeah. They had the ones like, where's Archie? They, they had sent yep. Archie off to a convention in Buffalo. Uh, and he wasn't on for two episodes because he was holding out. Yeah. And they did episodes without him. And, and they're still in syndication. Because uh, I think I have I have a DVR pass for I think it's like MeTV or something. It's on like every. It's Sunday. on Amazon now too. I saw. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them was on the other night, and it's crazy watching it. I was like, they must have been scrambling like mad. Yes, yeah. and those are what we're referring to are different incidents. I think one was I think Stretch yes. Cunningham was season three earlier, and yes, what you're correct. referring to was season five. five I think yes, yeah. yes, yes, first couple so, of, beginning of season five. So they like they kind of kill him off or like leave the door open so that they right. could kill him off. Right, and they have a you know Mike says like ah, I haven't been called a meathead. I miss it that sort of shit. Right. Um, with the Stretch Cunningham thing, what I like, this is the kind of a shrewd guy that Carol Connor was, is they made them kill off Stretch Cunningham uh, later <laughs> so on, so that the character could never yeah, come back. Yeah, I guess. Kill, I like Stretch too. Poor dumb Stretch. Yeah. But they, uh, the way uh, every All Family episode, once they figured it out, yeah, was basically the same. It was either Gloria in and uh, Edith talking in the kitchen or something, or Meathead in in and uh, uh, Edith talking in the kitchen, and. I'm I'm the same way still. I'm just like let's go, let's get him out, let's he's get him home. Yeah. Let's get like and once Archie and then like we're off to the races. Yeah. How was your day? It was terrible. Boom. Every one was pretty much the same. And they, I'd be curious uh, if you really did your work, you'd have the answer to this. <laughs> what percentage of the entire series was set in that house? Oh, that I don't know. I know, I know. I'm yeah. just kidding. But I mean, like I am talking like ninety seven percent. Oh yeah, well that was a big thing with uh, Archie Bunker's place. Is that like, oh, we're getting him out of the house, bar, and getting a girlfriend. Yeah, Yeah, that sucked. But like Gloria and Mike eventually move into the Jeffersons' house. Mm -hmm. Um, So they go there once in a while, and they go to Kelsey's bar once Archie bought it. But like they were never. And then at the very end, they go to like they live in L.A. Right, Mike and Gloria. Yeah, they move out there. They do a couple episodes out there. But that's after they left the series for like that. Yeah. But I mean, like pretty much, you were just in. They occasionally go upstairs to Archie's in, in Edith's bedroom. You were in that main area all the time. Right. Like, you basically never left, which is like... It was one of the many spinoffs, I think, was 704 Hauser. Is that well, right? Well, who starred in that? I did that, I don't know. You don't know who starred in that series? I don't think so. John Amos. I guess. <laughs> well, I know, all, most, I, know most your don't, I know most of your listeners don't get that joke. Folks, <laughs> there's a caller to a program. <laughs> but John Amos, of course, had a famous falling out with Norman Lear. Uh, on good times. Oh well, in the in the Norman Lear episode, yeah. you might not like that one as much because we really sided with Eric Monty. I think yes, we were yes, seeking justice yes, for Eric yeah, Monty. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, no, I remember. Yeah, you're not wrong, but uh, but yeah. So we'll, we'll get into the seven thousand spinoffs. But yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, that's one thing I wanted to is I watched a few of the very early episodes just because I was curious how it started right out of the gate. Cause like, if you go back and you know, Seinfeld's the best example probably yeah. of a show that isn't a show yet in not, the, in season one, not all in the family all of it gets right. I mean, right out of the gate. They told, and I think that might be the benefit of doing two pilots, right? Where you, you get rid of the Archie justice cheese on it. You know? Well, the thing about, I find about seasons, like one, like one still figuring out a little bit. I like two and three a lot, but probably my favorite in some ways, but like Archie's a wild man. 
Oh, like, yeah. He's not like he is like, I mean, we're talking fucking crazy. Like everything's in play. Yeah. Um, but you're right, right out of the gate. And I think they figured out, Eve's a great character, but they figured out they had magic with Archie and with uh, Archie and Mike. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's just, sure. that's that's the show. Like, and that, I think that originally even was the crux of the show. Yes. Where normally you're like, this is me and my dad, right. basically is what he said. Where Sally Struthers, a lot of Sally Struthers saying, Ma, let me help you with the salad. And she'd go in the kitchen <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Meathead yeah. and Archie would fight. Yeah. And that's all you want. Like when I watch them still, now I'll just fast forward to the scenes with the two of them a lot. Yeah, and to Norman Lear's credit, I know I bring up that like it came from England and all of that, but like yeah, just Stifle and the chair and all of that. Norman says right. like that was completely his father, like that was all his influence. Yeah, right, so. right, yeah, yeah. You're the the, the 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 line Norman Lear would always say, "You're the dumbest white person yep. I've ever met in my yeah, life." Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Uh, what's next, Colin? Which you are, Mike. What? Wait a second. <laughs> You're supposed to show me some goddamn respect. <laughs> I apologize. Here. Uh, clip seven is Mike Stivic. Oh, so this is Rob Reiner talking about his character. And I thought he kind of gives away something interesting that I thought is the perfect summation of what makes this like one of the perfect shows that exist it is. and why it was so different from any, everything else in the yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, he was, uh, you know, he was a wide-eyed liberal, um, kind of uh, long-haired and a uh, uh, product of his times, really, uh, Archie would call him a bleeding heart liberal. Uh, but he was also, oddly enough, because he was a bit of a chauvinist. Yeah, it's very uh, smart. Even though he was liberal-minded in his, you know, stance against the war and for civil rights and so on, when it comes to the women's movement, I think he was probably like all men, even the most liberal of, of men, except for Alan Alda, uh, to, uh, you know, to kind of push back a little bit uh, against feminism. Yeah, and uh, I thought Carole had a good way of uh, explaining when he was talking to Norman Lear. He said most shows back then were the white hats versus the black hats. Right. Or the black hat, singular. Yeah, no. Where it's yeah. like there was a there was a bad guy versus good guys. Whereas, like, as Rob Reiner's saying there, it's, the characters were human beings. They yeah. were flawed. Yep. So even the guy, there were some people that agreed with Archie, that at the end they were like, ah, he's a fucking idiot though. Or that agreed with Mike and were like, ah, he's kind of a prick to his wife or he can be, yeah. he can be naive he can be sexist, or whatever. Super sexist. Yeah. yeah. And Archie would jump on it. And the, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. It wasn't, yes, it wasn't cut and dried at all. Yeah. That is and that's something true. they did way before it, where it's, oh. these are human beings. And that's, you know, like you said, Mad Men, Breaking Bad's a great example where it's like the whole concept of Breaking Bad is like, you're supposed to, these people are doing awful things. You're supposed to relate to them. That comes from all in the family directly. There was nothing yeah. like that. Before. I mean, there's literally no Andy Sipowitz without Archie Bunker. Like now my PD blue, like just zero chance. Right. Like he's a legitimately a product of Archie Bunker. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And you'd have discussions on the show where Mike would be fighting Archie about something involving Gloria and taking Gloria's side. And Gloria would say, well, that's not how I feel. Like, what are you talking about? And right. then you'd have that discussion. And you're right. Like the idea that like these people at CBS the, night before, the year before watching Hogan's Hero, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Beverly Hillbillies, like, you know, it's like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. And they have Archie, like he's the idiot, but he makes some points oh, sometimes sure. where you're like, now if that character were created, it would be, he'd be, you know, the the idiocy of Woody Boyd or Joey Tribbiani oh, or yeah, one of those like, characters. Yeah, like, but like he would make points, his points were backed by some sort of information, and, even though he was an idiot. And Mike, for all his stuff, was very happy not to work and to take Archie's food. And like, you know, Archie was working so he could go to college. Right. Like the, that was always part of it too. Gloria yeah. worked. Uh, Edith was at home. Mike was doing his work and Archie worked for all of them. Like yeah. he was, you know, he yeah, was there were pros provider. and cons to each character, which, yeah. that, you know. Except for Edith, really. They made her almost like a saint. But she was dumb. She was dumb, but she was also, yeah. but she was also like wise and dumb. Like sure. almost like she, just, she was almost like an angel in the show, which was, I think which was fine. Normally you know? I heard call her like a Jesus figure on the show. She, she, she really so, was. Yeah. Like, Edith the good Archie would say so. But like they would have these, these discussions, but like at the end of the day, Archie loved, like he loved all of them. And like it, it was, that was important to him. Like he, you know, he, he obviously had his issues with Meathead, but he still, you know, this was his daughter's husband. And, and he, and he, and he thought, like he was a veteran of the war and he was a child of the depression. Like his job was to work. Right. And they're great episodes. Like, you know, he had to get his, he had to get his high school diploma yeah. um, to, to keep his job. And Mike like helped him out. And then they kind of learned about each other. It, like stuff like that was so smart. It was so different. And by the way, way smart. And then now on situation comedy holds up perfectly. I mean, yeah. there, there are like 70s, there's 70s yeah, lingo yeah, and yeah, references yeah. in there, yeah. but like I can watch that now and genuinely laugh as opposed to a lot of other shows where you're like, oh, I get why that would have been right. funny then or whatever. Right. But like, yeah. it has genuine laughs now. Oh, like for pop, sure. Pops. For sure. What's next, Colin? 
Uh, clip eight is family viewing hour. Oh, so this was a big, uh, are you familiar with this? This yes. was a big controversy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Norman Lear, I also heard like Alan Alda talking, this affected a lot mm-hmm. of people back then. They were furious about family viewing hours. So basically from seven to nine, yeah, yeah. Um, they, uh, they kind of arbitrarily said like no dirty stuff and never really outlined what that what it was. was, right. Uh, so this is from 60 Minutes, I believe, with Norman Lear. You seem to believe that the value of All in the Family will be diminished because you seem to believe that it will not be able to be played in syndication, that is, in individual stations and reruns, in family hour time. Well, I know what I have been told by individual syndicators and by independent stations across the country. They tell me that because All in the Family uh, is on at 9 o'clock at night, was taken from 8 o'clock after five years, uh, at night and put on at nine o'clock at night that it has been stigmatized as a non-family hour show. These people who operate the independent stations that will later syndicate the show tell me that as long as family hour exists, the show will carry a stigma which will not enable them to run it at seven o'clock at night, at 7.30, at eight, at 8.30, and thereby decrease its value. That kind of made me realize, like, even when I was a kid, I always wondered, like, once I knew what All in the Family was, I was always like, why wasn't that re-ran as much as any any other show from that time, really? Right. And you kind of realize, when, like I said, when I wa- go back and watch the first few episodes, I mean, there's slurs in there, like you said, that we won't say on this show now. Norman Lear threw them out earlier. Sure. But there's, like, stuff in the episodes where it's like, okay, I get why that wasn't syndicated, but it is odd when you see something as popular as all in the family was that there was never a mindset of like, hey, let's do a little sure. more of this. Yeah. You know, like that's very weird. To I, me think mir- never- I just think it's a miracle in the air. Yeah. Like Norman Lear was a semi successful figure at that point. Yeah. Not really. Nobody in the show was a star. Like in the subject matter was crazy. Right. Like it's crazy. You're right that once it happens, but we see this all the time where it's like, you know, really, you have really smart people too, which I think is part of it, but you're right. Like whether it's, you know, Whatever. There was, you know, 20 people who tried to do Mad Men in some form or fashion. Sure. But you're right. Yeah, nobody... Yeah, and I don't know why. But you're, it, it's also correct that it didn't have, like we said at the beginning of the show, I guess with Lear's... So it didn't have an insane syndication run. No. Oh, and one thing, too, that was made a big deal of, and we mentioned it a little more in the Norman Lear episode, but, like, the disclaimer that came on. They, those guys yeah, all talked about right, that. Right. And Rob Reiner defined it as basically they put a disclaimer on that said, like, don't watch this, essentially, is what they were trying to get across to the audience. Like, we're not proud of this. But to me, like, I don't know if you remember, there was a, some country, I forget what movie it was. It was on HBO Max a few years ago. And there was a big stink that uh, they put a censor before it, like a disclaimer. Yes, right, Saying yes. that there was, like, language that we don't stand by or whatever. To me, just fucking do that always. You know what I mean? Like, I'll put a sure. disclaimer in front of everything and then don't worry about it. Tell but, people exactly what it is. But and then people are still going to bitch anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, sure. you do it or don't do it. You're right. Yeah, you just, I guess, you put it in front of friggin' whatever, Abbott Elementary, I guess. I mean, yeah. Someone's going to be offended. So, but I don't know what that does. I don't know what that I don't buys know, but you. It, it's what they did with Rogan, and you kind of <clears throat> right. stopped hearing bitching about it as much. That's I don't, true. Like, that's true. I say just do it in front of everything. Because to me, that's not censorship the way, and we can skip the next censorship clip because it's kind of along the same lines as the yeah. last one. But it's Norman Lear talking more about, like, the, the stuff that they don't want on air that works. Like they've kind of proven it works. And I think in that 60 minutes piece, he's talking about um, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman yes, being basically shows, too edgy yeah, right. for, um, for, for network television. Yeah. And I don't understand. And I always thought the same thing about Stern. Well, actually, you're a perfect example of this. Why wouldn't radio stations see how Stern works and embrace a guy like you? Right. Instead, they run from it and they're like, okay, Howard Stern worked, but that's too much for it. Right. We can't and handle it. And when you say success, just to be clear, all in the family was the number one show for five straight years, which was, it never happened at that point. Right. And of course, people talk about this all the time. Number one show in America in 1974 means 35 million people were watching. Oh, they said, so season one, it like struggled basically. Yes, early like on. Before they, the Emmys, they, they said the Emmys was a big deal for huge. them. Huge. They actually did an opening skit at the Emmys that year. Do you know what their share was season one? Share, not, not the rating number. Right. It was a bad rating in 19. Yeah, well, I mean, you got uh, 26. <laughs> 28. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's three <laughs> 28% options. of yeah. televisions that were on right, were right. watching yeah, All yeah. the Family. But, I mean, then it just became a tight, like, you know, that's like when it was off. It was the biggest show of all time at that point. No show had ever been number one for five years in a row. Right. No show had been number one after that for five years in a row until American Idol. Right. So, I mean, it was just unprecedented. And it was 40 million people a week were watching this show. What's next, Coleman? Clip 10 is trans character. Oh, yeah. So we have a couple. Oh, Beverly. I have, a, I have clips from a couple episodes. I didn't go with the, ba- you know, Sammy Davis Jr., the basic right, one. Great I wanted two 
two particular episodes I wanted your thoughts on because mm. I thought they were more unique. And this is one where it's like, to my, gen- I think anyone my age that's watching this would consider like trans being a newer issue. I don't remember it talked about a lot when oh. I was, like, which is why when I saw this episode, no. I was when like, I was a kid. I was, like, I was like, what is this? When I was a kid, I was literally like, this is really like, this was uh, Beverly who yeah. Archie picks up in the cab. Archie also, so Archie worked at, you know, at the docks and whatever, and also was a cab driver. Yeah. So he had two jobs going at the same time and then wound up having the bar, but he picked up this, uh, well, I, I will play the clip. I guess it's just a quick line from yeah, that episode. Okay. Here, this should cover it. Oh, wait a minute. The fare was only eight and a quarter. I can't break that bill. Oh, that's all for you. I insist. Do you know that this is a 50? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I never say no to a lady. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling your wife, Mr. Bunker, I'm no lady. (laughs) Oh. How you win this 50 is no business of mine. <laughs> I will just say thank you, miss, uh, unless you girls like to be called miss. There you go. Why don't you call me mister? <laughs> That's surprising to me. How, like, obviously, the audience is laughing and everything, but it seems like fairly accepted. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm obviously well, people a lot want, of people did pe- People want to see... I remember watching it like with my mom and like you want to see Archie look like an idiot. Right. That's the thing. Like you're rooting. It's almost like a cartoon. <laughs> Archie's almost like a cartoon figure. But like I remember even as a kid being like, how does fucking Archie not know? Like, sure. Like, but you know, I will say the writing was very like they do it well. No, very it's like, well. I could see that interaction happening. Whereas you pick the Big Bang Theory or any of those sitcoms. Right. It's like no human. I think Michael Scott became a good example. Or totally. Ke- Kevin from The Office Completely. is a better example. Like probably. A moron. No human being could function. That's right. this dumb. Right. Whereas they did it very well and very subtly. And even the, like, Frasier is a lot of, um, the plot is like, hey, in the kitchen, something is going on. But and over, over in the living room, <laughs> right. it's like how they would hear each other talking. Whereas All in the Family would have plot lines kind of where someone knows yeah. what's going on and the other people don't. Right. But they played it in a way where I could believe that. Two things. The other thing interesting about All in the Family was different than a lot of shows back then. And they did some of this, but you'd have somebody come on as a guest star and you wouldn't see them again. Right. She came back. Oh, she yeah. She comes back. Like, she dies. She, she wants dies. To get, she was a sad killed. episode. Yeah. And every year they would have a Christmas episode that was kind of more serious. Either they have breast cancer one year. There was the Draft Dodger episode, which was yeah. one of my favorite ones. Uh, and then when she died, either that or Crisis of Faith episode. Um, but, like, they didn't give up on characters. Like, they would be part of their, you know, the Irene Lorenzos of the world. They would be Irene Frank Lorenzo and all these other people, Stretch Cunningham. Like, you'd see them. Like, a lot of episodes, like, oh, here's my friend, and then you never see them again. Right. The second thing is you never saw, it's funny, Archie, you never saw him driving a cab. That's they true. always yeah. stayed, you never saw him driving a cab. Yeah. He was always at the, you saw him at the bar, but he'd always be coming in from the shift. Yeah. Sammy yeah. Davis did forget his briefcase in that cab. He did. Munson yeah. brought it over. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's one I'll say maybe not quite as believable. But <laughs> No, but you wanted to be on the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next one, you don't have to read the title, Coleman. You'll know what episode it's from, I think. Okay. And it's an episode I've always been fascinated by, and we covered in the early days of my uh, Patreon, if you want to go check that out. It's uh, one of the most interesting episodes in television history, I think. All right. Just stay quiet, okay? Oh, it's a rough one. <laughs> gonna do you ain't taking off your clothes are you i always find this laughter very strange that's basically well then you you get what i'm going for yeah basically the reason i wanted to play that is like the fascinating part is she's killing (laughs) she's like she's getting laughs right she's getting uh, raped she's it's her 50th birthday yeah and uh and this guy's gonna rape her like he's like taking his clothes you know and it's a two-parter the second episode like begins with like archie meathead like going into the see if he's still there. It's like, it's like wacky bits, like running into each other, like yeah. tripping. Like they treat it like a sitcom. Well, it's a two-parter because I guess Gene Stapleton said like, I don't want this to just be, be like, one-off. it's a wacky rape right. and then we move on. Right. The second part was basically her dealing with the trauma afterwards, right? which is like very, of all the uh, very special episodes I've seen pretty well done. But to me, it is weird that it's like this wacky rapist right. <laughs> with her throwing in silly lines. Like the idea that, and that's what I wanted to ask you is like, 
because um, it's similar with uh, Dudley spills the paint in uh, different strokes. That's another famous one. The uh, where it's, he's getting molested. Oh, by Gordon Jump from WKRP right. in Cincinnati. Of course, the bicycle episode. One of my yeah, as a kid, that's, I watched that's all another time. one where there's big laughs. And what I've I always think, I, I think that's like they thought that's the only way they could do it. Like it makes the that's audience what I'm asking, more comfortable. I guess. I guess. But as a viewer, where people are like, ha. This is a funny situation. No, as a kid, I was like, this is weird. Why are they laughing at this? <laughs> okay, are they nervous yeah. laughing? Because I, I don't know. But the actor, I think the actor's name is David Dukes, who played the, the oh. rapist. I know. Uh, but he, I remember watching maybe the e True Hollywood Story, and he was like, the next day, like, people in the street were like... Throwing things yeah, at him. Yeah, like 40 million <laughs> people watching trying to rape Edith Bunker. Because like, remember, when she gets out, she does the, the, she's at the stove, and she gets a tremendous, like, yeah. pop and gets out of there. But yeah, I... That was a weird time back then where they would do very special episodes. Yeah, and then I think they by the 90s they started to get it because like when Fresh Prince would do a very special, there weren't no, a lot of laughs right. in the sad moments. Yeah, yeah. You know? They've kind of got rid of those generally, I think. Like, Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, uh, they also got rid of laugh tracks largely too, I suppose. That's what I was saying. Yeah. You don't have a lot of those really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like How yeah. I Met Your Mother, I don't think, did like a, a drug the episode. Office, or right. It's not going right. to have, right, in the gym. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, what's next, Colton? We're breezing through these, baby. You're gonna you're gonna get your. Oh, what's next, Coleman? Is the name is in the series. <laughs> Clip twelve is the Jeffersons. Oh. Well, oh yeah. This is uh, this is uh, Louise Jefferson talking about uh, the kind of they forced her hand basically. Where how much were how much were I know um, Lionel was in a ton. That like, was on early on. Yeah. How Mike, much were uh, and I know George. Well, I came started later, with Henry but, Jefferson. Uh, was the first Jefferson, then George came in, and they were on like oh a different yeah, yeah right yeah, right right they would come in. They were on fairly, like, Louise and Edith had, like, a good relationship. Yeah. Um, they were on, I'll have to look up on the episodes George Jefferson was on, but he was one of those guys, like, I didn't know it back then. Same with, like, B. Arthur, right? Yeah. When you first see them, you're like, oh, this guy's going to get his own show. Like, he right. was so, Sherman Helms was so fucking great as George Jefferson, and he and Archie were so great together. Right. But Louise Jefferson wasn't in, like, every episode. No, Which no, is no, why no, I no, find no, this no, 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 pretty no. kind of an odd thing. I'm going to look that up. I don't know how many episodes she was in. Well, they forced her hand here, as she'll explain. Oh, okay. Jane, the casting director, Jane, Jane Murray, Murray. Yeah. turned it, she called me and said, I understand that you don't want to, you don't want to go do the spinoff with the Jeffersons. I said, that's right, I don't. She says, why not? I said, because all in the family is successful. I don't know what the Jeffersons is going to do. I'd rather stay with all in the family. I know them. I'm used to them. I want to be with them. She says, well, if this is successful enough to go to finally do the spinoff, it wasn't finalized yet. To do it, she says, we will get an actress to do Louise Jefferson and we'll write Louise Jefferson out of All in the Family. Well, that helped me make up my mind right then and there, which one to accept. So, so for all Norman Lear's uh, progression, <laughs> you know, he doesn't mind throwing a black woman out of a job. No, I mean, he got her an 11-year sitcom. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> he made a shitload of the money. I, uh, like, uh, trust he would have thrown her out of her ass. It was the right move. Um, <laughs> that's weird to me, though, the idea that, like, oh, I'm going to be a recurring character on this show. Like, the Jeffersons were a, a, technically a state. Looking back, they're like a staple. She was, on, like, yeah, she was on 26 episodes, yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's not. She wasn't in... No, but she was part of it. Like, for sure, like, she was always... Like, you'd see her... She's probably on for four years, like four or five times a year. But yeah, no, I, I would have. It's strange that she didn't. But I get it. She's probably she. Isabel Sanford's her name. Yeah, uh, I'm sure she had done thirty failed pilots or once. She's like, I'm, I'm all in the family. Like, right. let me just do this. Like, I don't want to go do the Jeffersons have a flop. Did you like the Jeffersons or any of the other uh, spinoffs? I liked. I love George Jefferson. He was just Sherman Helms. Great, fucking just a great. I, I <laughs> liked it better on All in the Family. I watched the Jeffersons not much. Uh, you know, mods a spinoff. Yep. Um, I mean, there's a million spinoffs. Well, I shouldn't say a million, but there were, let me think. Gloria, as Gloria. I mentioned. That was a controversial, because there was a lot of Carol O'Connor, Sally Struthers controversy there. I'm trying to think of other ones that were on during All in the um, Family. Let me think. I guess that would be it. 704 Hauser, which we mentioned, and then there's another, really one, there's another one later that didn't last either. Right. Yeah, so I guess there weren't as many as I'm thinking. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Maud and the Jeffersons were the two most famous. Yeah, which was, obviously, the Jeffersons was super successful. It was on for, you know, I think 11 years. I think, yeah, I think, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I like I like the but George Jefferson and, uh, and Archie Bunker together were just was, it was, it was uh, probably not. It's actually not enough. And uh, Sherman Helmsley would always say, like, the, people said it's just the black Archie Bunker, basically, but they're very different characters too. Right. Where, like you said, obviously Archie's lower class and everything, but even, I think even the, the like the the attitude that they had was very different. Like you could boil it down to being similar, but like they're completely different characters right. in some ways. In the end, but they were also like racist in the same way. Right. Way. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good times. I guess Good really. Times is technically a spinoff because I think Good Times is a mod spinoff, maybe. Oh, um, I guess so. And yeah. some people count Archie Bunker's place as a spinoff. I don't, but... Yeah, know, I think we might get into that now, too. Yeah, What's the next quote? I'm not... Uh, <laughs> uh, clip 13, Archie Bunker's place. Yeah. This is our second to last clip. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Was this Carol O'Connor? Yeah. Okay. You sure? He said that night we could do it. But we couldn't call it all the family anymore. We couldn't use the opening song that Edith and me on the telephone. This is after, P- by the way, P- Gene Piano, Stapleton. Piano, I think he means, but yeah. yeah, Gene Stapleton had already left, by the way. She left the show. So, so it would have been yeah, weird so, if they did that anyways. So, so Gene Stapleton leaves the show. Um, Mike, so so the, the show is basically, people know, I guess. It's it's Mike, Gloria, Archie, and uh, and Edith. Mike and Gloria leave. Carol, uh, Rob Reiner just wants to leave. Mm-hmm. Obviously, super successful career. Yeah, and he started directing, yep. getting more hands-on on All in the Family. Correct. And they said that was basically the budding of a- Kind of like a Ron Howard thing on yeah. Happy. Like, yeah, correct. So they leave because uh, I think they were just, you know, they, like eventually it was like silly that these two people were living across the street. Like it didn't make sense. But now you're like, the weird thing is Carol O'Connor for all his resistance to it did not want to give up playing Archie Bunker. Right. Like just want, no matter what. So that's what I found the most interesting is even he's kind of saying in this clip that he doesn't want to do it. He's doing it because the network asked I think, him. To. I think Bill Daly, the who's in charge of CBS, yeah, 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 right, yeah. says yep. to him, like, you, we need Archie Bunker. Because Archie Bunker... Still at that point, like the show is still like fifth or sixth in the ratings. Like it's a huge Archie Bunker is still a huge property in television at right. that point. So they're like, we want you to do this, and you know, I mean, I've watched this clip seventy times. I can write do it for it if you. All want. right, good. But, <laughs> you, you, you can explain it. But then. he basically, <laughs> he basically like goes has to go the way he tells. He has to go hand in hat to Norman Lear. Right. And beg, right? Is it? Is it, is it yeah, 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 yeah. But but he's doing it in a way where he's like, well, Bill, like you said, Bill. Daly, I think he even says like, oh, well, Daly sent me here. And right. Norman's like, why do you want to do this without Gene Stapleton? He's 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 pretending he's resistant to it, but he right. can't be. He's there doing. But, it. But he wants to do. Yeah. He and so, but he also says he's, he tells Norman Lewis, I, I insist you have to kill off Edith, which I think is actually the correct. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, that's what he's getting to. Yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. I guess Norman Lear's request was basically, um, you have to pretend that Edith is out of town, right. or like when you're at the bar, it's like she'll, you'll take a phone call. I'm, I'll be home right. in an hour, if she's or whatever. In a bathroom or something. When you're there, it's like for Archie to if you're gonna do the show, that's crazy. Yeah. You got to kill Edith off, which led to a, a good episode. But like Archie Bunker's place, like just doesn't. It just it's like a fine. Like if that was a first season sitcom. You'd be like, oh, this guy's kind of interesting, but he's kind of soft. Like, he's sort of like, he, Archie was already super lovable at that point. Like, he kind of changed. How do you feel about the later seasons of All in the Family, though? I kind of, I sort of like them a little, because I do like that you watch a guy change. Yeah. Like, he's a little older, he has a grandkid, he's a little softer. That's okay, he can still get, but like, I liked watching him get older. I didn't mind it. I liked older, Meathead a little bit too. Like, it was okay. It wasn't the same. There are good episodes, like the one where Archie's chair breaks a great episode. Yeah. Do you think... I like the I like when Archie and, and Meathead say goodbye to each other. I think that's a great TV moment. You know, Mike tells me he loves him. I think yeah, it's a yeah, great yeah. TV moment. Sure. Yeah. But do you like episodes like Archie eventually joins the KKK? No. Is no, that like a no. jump the shark got, type of not thing? Not quite, but like, yeah, he's got to protect uh, Gloria and Mike. and They make him so stupid in times like that, which they hadn't in the past, where... I think they were just out of ideas. It was 200 episodes. so And by then, Norman Lear had six other shows. And he had nothing to do with the show, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think they say that. So, you know, Art, Carol O'Connor got what he wanted. He got complete control of... Uh, what, I, what I do, so I, I do this... Well, you know, I do The Case, which is this true crime series. Sure. And so I have this, I have this access to this thing called newspapers.com. Okay. Where I can find all these old stories. I'm looking into a story from like 1988, say. So what I wind up doing, I have lunch instead of doing that, is oftentimes I'll just read... Stories about like Norman Lear and Carol O'Connor yeah. fighting in 1982. Like I did the other day, I lunched for like an hour. Like no. I was, and they were like, Carol O'Connor got what he wanted. And the irony is, it just wasn't as good as it would have been if Norman Lear was there and right. Gene Stapleton and Rob Reiner. And, you know, so we got him and like Martin Balsam and um, Jerry Stowers' wife. Yeah. Uh, is what, is on uh, Amir is on. I what is the context of the little girl? Is that their niece? This I makes, forget. this is like, this is again the television thing, right? Yeah. So, so literally Gloria and Mike are gone the first episode. Yeah. And I believe it's 
Edith's nephew. Oh, it's a little boy. No, no, no. Edith's nephew drops off his daughter. Oh, okay. Who he just can't take care of him. We've never seen this guy before. Right. Just takes, drops the daughter off. And now Stephanie, and now they have to take care That's of her. That's right. Yeah, Stephanie. It's like, just doing that. Like they had, for a while, they had, um, they had the uh, nurse, the um, Spanish um, nurse there in the house as well. Like they were doing, they're trying. She's right. actually in the Draft Dodger episode. I forget her name. Teresa, I think. Yeah. So they kept doing stuff like that because they couldn't, because uh, Gene Staples is in a season without Rob Reiner and, um, Gloria. Gloria. Uh, Sally Struthers. Sally Struthers, yeah. So that's just that you could tell she wasn't, there must have been something going on. She wasn't at that much either. There was a lot of Archie at the bar. She wanted to leave. Well, there, there was, I thought about including this, but there was a, a, she was on Dick Cavett and he says, would you mind doing the eat of the voice? And she goes, I'd really rather not. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> like she was trying to distance herself as much as she could from that right. character. Yeah, and she turned down um, Murder, She Wrote. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they offered it to her. And she's like, yeah, I don't really see it. Every yeah. week somebody dies in this town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so he got that show and it just wasn't, like Archie's, Archie Bunker's place, like, means nothing to me. Like, it's, okay. it's part of syndication, but I, I'm not big Yeah, fan. there's an, I, I've seen this clip. I don't think I've seen the full episode, but there's a clip where, like, his his maid, or maybe some of the works at the bar is a black woman, and someone at the grocery store says something, like, racist yes. to her, and Archie fights her. Yes. And I'm like, well, he would he grow that much? Yeah, yeah, he gets... Yeah, where he, he's, like, offended by right. slurs now. Like, that seems a little... And he odd. kisses Sammy Davis Jr. in an episode. Like, re, it's like that thing. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, everything yeah. is gone. So right. it's like, yeah, I, I think they might got four years out of it. Yeah. Um, well, I won't take too much of your time. No, I just wanted to know I'm one good. more thing. I'll take your time. I'm good. Are you familiar with the brand of toys that this program... Sp- uh, Spun off. Well, are you talking about the thing I have right here? My Joey Stivic doll? <laughs> That's exactly right. Can we hear that? This commercial. This commercial is <laughs> insane. It's, I saw like a snippet of it. And so there was like some YouTube documentary I was watching. And I saw a snippet. I was like, well, this I have to end with, I guess. Oh, did you watch the, the YouTube documentary about, is it like an hour and a half? It's like, uh, I watched it a while ago. Is, is it the, do you know which one I'm talking about? Prob- is it the same one? Probably. They kind of go through everything, right? Like they yeah, go, yeah, yeah. yeah the guy did a really so. good job. Yeah. Yeah. Watching that, <laughs> yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> I think your insight, you know, that's why I had so many clips. I'm not used to have some, someone that can expand on things so sure. Much. I understand. Yeah. Good, let's hear this. Yeah, I like the guy's voice. Here. The new baby in our family, a baby doll, <laughs> a famous doll, Archie Bunker's grandson, Joey Stivic. So, of course, he's special. Your child can give him a drink from his bottle, then he wets. And when his diaper is changed, it's clear that Joey Stivic is a physically correct boy doll. My husband and I think that's terrific. And he's such a soft and cuddly doll. Archie Bunker's grandson, Joey Stivic, by this ideal, guy. is a physically correct boy doll. <laughs> a great idea. So, the doll is a cock and balls? Yeah. Okay. Physically correct. <laughs> physically correct. Yeah, I, I always, I was wondering. I, I never saw that as a kid. I, I didn't see a Joey Stivic at all. That's very, very strange to me. Because like you said, that's what, that's one of the reasons I asked at the start. Was like, was this a cool show? Because like, why are kids getting these toys? It's a very weird, yeah. I can't imagine little kids were like, can I get the Joey Stivic doll this year? Please, Mom, I want Archie's grandson. I, that could have sold a hundred, I wouldn't think. It didn't, it didn't seem very popular. But yeah, yeah that's it, the, the merch of uh, that all in the family spawned. I don't know if it's the greatest show ever. It's my favorite show ever, but it's the most important show in American television history. That's what I would say. Maybe that's where I settle on. Like you, like just because of what I mean. To this day, it's just all the every flawed, char- flawed male character you see on television is is, yeah. is because of Archie Bunker and Norman Lear. Well, the, yeah, the th- I guess there is like any top ten list or whatever would have All in the Family, The Sopranos, probably. If have they're to. being fair, those yeah. would be the top two. Yeah. And it's like kind of like, well, you can't really have Tony Soprano without Archie Bunker. Well, a lot of the scenes in The Sopranos, David Chase has said this, a lot, of the, like, a lot of the Soprano house scenes are sitcom scenes. Sure. Like, Tony is like Archie. Right. Like, he really is he older, he's gruff. You know, what is it? I mean, they always say the first episode basically is much more sitcom right. than And it's the rest like, of- you know, Meadows dressing like this, or the son's a meathead, or the wife won't listen to him, and Tony's, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, him and a- Tony and AJ are completely yeah, like, uh, Archie and Meathead. Right. Like, he, Tony is like a. De- I, I'm sure James Gandolfini would have said that that was a. Inspir- it had to have been. And I think uh, Parker and Stone said that, like, they, they, they drew Carmen's face like Archie. He looks like Archie Bunker. Right. And uh, Norman Lear was involved with South. Yes, the early on, Ben right? Franklin. I yeah, think, yeah. Early, I think early on. I think right? he said, so he had a kid. He has one kid that's like, I think, younger than me. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, and they said they related over uh, South Park. Yeah. And Lear, like, it's weird. Like, he didn't really do much after his peak. He, had, like, he was almost like, uh, 
trying to give a comparison. I don't know, but like he had a super short, crazy run. A ton at once. Yeah, like, like <laughs> and then, um, we're talking like one day at a time, the Jeffersons, Good Times, All in the Family, Maud, mm-hmm. uh, Mary Harvey, all, all at the same so time. All 70s and early 80s, pretty much. And right? then like he just became very involved and like we cared about like the Constitution, like, yeah. like driving around America. And like he like he produced a Princess Bride and st- like stuff like that, but. Old Norman Lear, I find kind of cool. Like he was, he was a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> but like when I see it, when I would hear him on podcasts, like Judd Apatow. Yeah. And they would just kind of. Spe- it seemed like that he kind of became some of the stuff he was right. railing against. Yes. Yeah. Like he was very, you know, like when he talked about Trump, it seemed like a complete reversal of what he was doing forty years earlier. Right. But but I think like you know, all in the family would think like you know, all in the family would think great. During the Trump presidency. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. well, that one last thing I wanted to talk to you about is like, we say now, oh, you could never do all in the family, whatever. Right. For, because of like PC and censorship and all of that. But I will say one thing that I think would be hard to make it now is like all the shit on Twitter. Like, I think if Twitter existed, then you would have heard a lot of Archie's jokes. Yeah, oh, for sure. Three months earlier. For sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, like that's a yeah. big part of it too. Yeah, so. for sure. It is interesting. One last thing is I thought Carol O'Connor, I talked about the mammoth thing. For years, if he would go on Leno promoting something or doing like a local TV interview, he would always say like in the mid nineties, like I'd bring Archie back. Yeah. Like he like was interested in like the late nineties. I thought it would have been pretty interesting. You mean like a new Archie? No, like like, oh, like Carol, Carol Carter, like ninety six or whatever is like a sixty five year old Archie Bunker. Like the old guy in the neighborhood. I would fucking definitely watch that for a season. But then does it just become Archie Bunker's place? You know? Yeah, that's, that's, the worry, that's yeah, because he wouldn't have worked with Lear, I suppose. But yeah, yeah it's it's uh I mean, I don't even know what show, what sitcom would be numbered. I mean, I guess it would be Seinfeld. I say Seinfeld. Comparing Seinfeld to All in the Family. Like, All in the Family is not really a sitcom. Like, it is, right. but it's, like, something else. Like, there's a, you know, there's a... Like, the thing Jerry Seinfeld would always say is, like, no... What was it? No learning on the set of Seinfeld? No, no, no hugging, no, hugging, no, no learning. learning. Yeah. All in the Family was some hugging and learning. Certainly. It still worked. Certainly, yeah. yeah so. And and Mel, I think Mel Brooks said about like him and Woody Allen, that Woody Allen's very micro and Mel Brooks was more macro. Right. I think that's kind of All in the Family versus Seinfeld, where right. Seinfeld's the, the minutia of everyday life, whereas All in the Family's bigger issues. You know? Correct. Yeah, yeah. All right. Kirk Minahan, thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. Uh, as always, go to blindmike.net. We appreciate you guys. And uh, we will talk to you next week on Why Are You Laughing? Zip it up and zip it out. Yeah.